I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Someone had asked me once, like, how do I go from just having a crazy idea to the part where someone is going to write you a check and give you money to do that crazy idea? This is episode 66 of the Arts Academy podcast. How to pitch a third party for money. Hosted by Victor Vernado and Roxy Hayes. Hey, everybody. It's time for the Arts Academy podcast uh, put on by the New York Alt Arts Academy. I am uh, Dean Victor Bernardo. This is Deputy Headmistress Roxy Hayes. We try to teach you everything about arts, entertainment, media, and content. Just everything we can possibly teach you uh, in uh, 30 minutes or less for each episode. Uh, Our first episode today is about... Um, how to pitch to a third party for money, how to get money from a third party. And our second episode is how to up your creative game. Uh, so let's start talking about the first episode, how to pitch to a third party for money. Uh, this actually came from the basic idea of when um, someone had asked me once, like, how do I go from just having a crazy idea to the point to the part where someone is going to write you a check and give you money to do that crazy idea um like recently i had a crazy idea that i wanted to do a rap album all about wikipedia pages and now someone is giving me money to do that so uh how do you get from your basic idea to people giving you money what do you do roxy um uh what do i do I'm always so puzzled when you ask me a question. Um, So sometimes I'll just flat out ask people that I know have money. So I don't really go to companies or anything. Really, I usually try to get like smaller businesses and stuff to sponsor stuff. Right. Directly kind of email like, hey, would you be interested in giving me some money to do this thing? Or I'll ask like friends or other people that I know directly. uh, So you basically just cold call them and just say, hey, would you give me money to do this? thing Mm -hmm. but then what do you but what do you do uh as far as like um proof of concept oh okay so yeah i'll I'll make like a one sheet i'll have that kind of stuff and then my sponsorship like packet put together so like the different layers like hey if you donate this amount of money you'll get this thing like i'll promote you i add you as executive producer on here we'll promote your business on the social media pages and all that kind of stuff got it Okay, so you're doing, I think you're doing all the same things that I'm going to talk about, but you're just not labeling them as, like, maybe you don't have, like, a very, very succinct idea about, like, what those things are, but you're doing them. It sounds like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing is, of course, one thing is uh, you have to communicate your idea, okay, Mm -hmm. obviously in a way that people can understand. And the other thing is you have to assure these people that you can do whatever it is you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is that you've got to um, show them that they're going to get what they want out of it. And so just making something entertaining isn't enough. It's basically, oh, I'm going to, 
I'm going to make this entertaining thing. It will help grow your brand or bring people to your site or, um, or create a buzz and, uh, people are going to want to watch it or sell your product or whatever it is that they want. You have to show them that it's going to do that. And so I just want to talk about those three steps in one way or another. So first of all, communicating your, communicating your idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, very basic. You wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, Hey, I got this great idea for a, uh, web series. All right. It's a web series where I'll go around and I interview people. And, uh, then it's funny interviews, funny interviews about clothes because people don't know enough about clothes. And so I'm just going to interview people about clothes. All right. So, uh, that type of idea is hard to communicate I mean, if, if I were the company who wanted to pay for that, like if you were coming to me and you wanted me to pay for you going around and interviewing people uh, in a funny way about uh, fashion, then there's a couple of things that I would want from you. One, I'd want to know that you're funny. So you'd have to, you'd have to, and, and here's the thing. Every version of this is going to be different depending on what project you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um you'll have to bring whatever you can to the table to settle those questions that the person that you're going to for money are going to ask you. Uh, for instance, like for instance, like communicating your idea is one thing. So in order to communicate your idea, depending on how familiar you are with the person, like for instance, sometimes I can pitch to somebody who I worked with or who has faith in me, uh, in an email, I can pitch them in an email and then they'll agree to give me money for something. Or if people don't know me, what I will pitch to them with is I will pitch to them. What did that person just say? I'm sorry. That sounds just like that. It was about your accent when you wake up in the morning. (laughs) Nice. Uh, (laughs) So if it's someone, it's, if it's someone that I don't know, I have to pitch them with like, more material like i'll do a one sheet or i'll do a deck or Mm -hmm. a one sheet usually is uh how would you describe it like a a um a a one or two page pdf that over that uh, gives an overview of whatever your project is Uh uh-huh and then i'll put the demographics and my social media stuff on there too so like okay good like the summary of what it is mm -hmm. demographics and all that for the project on there Right, and then that's that's always important that if you know that you're going to serve the same demographic that people are interested in, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then, mm, delicious. That's coffee, by the way. I'm drinking. I have a question. Is yes. The, is the deck usually, which one do you do more, the one sheet or the pitch deck? Or does it depend on the project? It depends on the project and depends who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Really, if, really um, this is actually counterintuitive to what some people will say. But it's the truth, which is people that you're pitching to, they would love it if you could sell them your idea succinctly and quickly. Like if they, like basically the the least the least amount of work that they have to do to make a decision makes them happiest. If they're like having to answer questions to themselves, like, oh, can this person do what they say they're going to do? Are they going to be funny? What's the production quality going to be like? If they have to go back and ask all those questions, then it's harder for them to make a decision and they're less likely to give you a yes. However, if, um, if someone is familiar with your work and they like your work, then you can put a lot less in that pitch sheet than if someone is not familiar with your work. But... 
there's one more there's one thing you have to think about is when you're doing a pitch sheet sometimes the person that you're pitching to has to turn around and pitch it to somebody else gotcha. and if your material that you sent is just centered around your relationship with that one person you also have, you also have to think about the about who they might have to pitch it to as well gotcha okay right that makes sense. and then and then so and then so uh for me for me like it just it just depends on the person it also depends on the budget that you're talking about like if i'm talking about a low budget i'm definitely i'm definitely uh at this stage in my career i'm definitely spending a lot less time working on a pitch deck uh for something that's really low budget if something's really low budget i will just in 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 fact in the case where i talked about the um the whole uh, rap songs that i'm going to be doing the all the rap songs i'm going to be doing though that pitch was really just like uh here's something like this that i've done in the past which is an email which just links to different things and and information about why and how i can do this rather than working on an actual pitch deck because when they're when they're giving you a low budget they're also not taking a big risk so gotcha. uh, so you don't have to have as much stuff in there right well yeah but you just have to be like hey you 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 basically make have to make them feel comfortable uh, about spending their money with you you have to pitch your idea in such a way where they get it and they get they understand how it's going to work enough so that they're comfortable spending that money for instance if you if someone said hey i'm going to uh make you a i'm going to make you a cool custom t-shirt uh and they they say hey just let me do what i want to do uh and you see some of their work and they're going to give you like five dollars or they're going to ask for five dollars it's easier for you to part with that five dollars and if they say i want to make you a custom t-shirt it's going to be three hundred dollars gotcha because then when it's three hundred dollars you're like well are you a qualified artist how do your t-shirts look show me your ideas like that all those questions happen when the price goes up and so uh, it's the same way with uh, any sort of uh, deal that you're trying to make with a third party, which is the higher the price, the more convincing they're probably going to take and the more people who have to be involved in the conversation often. Okay. Um, I have a but, budget question really quick. Oh, well, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I want to interview. Okay. So usually when you're pitching stuff for uh, to different people, do you go in with a budget in mind or do they usually tell you the budget or what's which one's the most common thing that happens? I almost always go in with the budget in mind because I also want to pitch things I can accomplish for the budget because I don't know what kind of budget they're going to be uh, offering. I don't want to pitch things that are way outside their budget and they'll know it too. Like if you pitch them something and they'll be like, oh, I can't, this can't possibly work for us because it's way outside of our budget. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then for you, like you don't want to pitch something and have them be like this. I want this. And then they tell you that the budget is not going to be able to cover it. And then you have to back up. So I always ask people, please give me your like budget range or what, what are we talking about? Cause I don't want to pitch you something that's just impossible. Gotcha. And then I'll say to them, I'll say to them, you know, this I've wor- I've done this kind of thing for this much money. I've done this kind of thing for this much money. What's your real budget? What are you really talking about? Gotcha. Okay. That and that usually will, um, that usually will get people, to tell you their budget range and then you can always ask for a little bit more than that range because it's always they'll always tell you lower Mm -hmm. and then 
and then you'll uh, come to a conclusion at the end, which uh, everybody can work with, but nobody's particularly super happy about. Gotcha. Okay. Is hey, what so we think. have a question. Uh, probably a no-brainer, but do you start high? It depends. I don't start crazy high. Like if they tell me that their budget is five thousand dollars, I might, I might say ten thousand. You know, like if they tell me their budget is, but I wouldn't say thirty thousand. Okay. Uh, it just depends on, it depends on the client and kind of like the feel of the conversation. But I will, I, I have no problem saying that I need more money to do something, especially if I need more money to do something. Sometimes I just want more money, <laughs> but if I actually need more money to do something, I have no problem saying that because if I need more money, I can always break it down and be like, this is what we'll be spending the money on. So let's like do something that's worthwhile. Um, and if they, and if they balk at that, then I usually try to salvage the project, but just say, Oh, we, we can work within this, within these constraints if you want it to be low if you want it to be low budget i tell them oh we can take this away and that away um but you don't want to get into a situation where you're trying to offer a hundred thousand dollars worth of work for you know fifty thousand dollars you don't want to do that uh if you can you can avoid it i'm gonna put that in there that would be a good episode on how to come up with a budget and what stuff you need to include when you're trying to figure out your budget yeah, it depends really on like what you're working on. Like for me, like I can, I always come up with budgets. Like I, I, I look at, I look at things where I can provide uh, production value to something without spending a lot of extra money. If people have very low budget, then I try to figure out ways to work around that budget, but still give them something special. Um, we could talk about that at another time. Yeah, that's but, a whole uh, episode. I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, that probably <laughs> could be a whole episode. But, but first of all, so. Uh, communicating your idea is the first thing. Communicating your idea with either one sheet or communicating your idea with a uh, communicating your idea with a deck. Uh, but then, so that's question. That's that's part one, which is communicating your idea in such a way that people can understand it. Obviously, one of the easiest ways to communicate your idea is to do it to do a sample of that idea. If you have a sample of that idea, then like it would be. It would be very easy for you, Roxy, to go to somebody and say, hey, do you want me to, like, hey, will you pay me to make a rap song about your video game? Because you've got an album about, an EP about video games where you're rapping on it. That sounds great. So that would be easy for you to pitch to somebody because you already have an example. And so, and so, I mean, that's, that is probably the best way to communicate your idea if you've already got something like that. I mean, for me, like this thing that I pitch, I had actually just made a zero budget version of one just for the hell of it at one point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and luckily that came, they came back and, uh, was, uh, was helpful to me at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, then, then the, uh, number two thing is letting people know, like the number two th concern about people who are going to give you money is they want to know whether or not you can actually complete whatever it is you're suggesting, whether it's a book or it's a, a video, uh, a, a feature film, uh, a website, whatever it is. They want to know that you you can complete that task before they are going to give you money. Mm -hmm. um, again, obviously, the easiest way to do this is to have done that before. 
um, and and show them that you've done that. However, if you can't do that, you can't show them that you've done it before, then one of the best things to do is to partner with somebody who's done it before. And if you partner with somebody who's done it before or have the uh, counsel of someone who's done it before, that will often alleviate the fears that a company might have uh, before they they want to give you money. Because um, here's often how things are structured with, uh, with uh, companies when you're working with, I would say with like a lot of money, like I did a deal um, about a year ago where we got about $300,000 to do something, okay? And the deal was structured where we got a third of the money up front, a third of the money uh, when the project was delivered, and a third of the money uh, a little while after they had released it. Okay, so, so, uh, so, they they have stop gaps. That I mean, every company is nervous about whether or not you're going to deliver something, so they have stop gaps in place to protect themselves in case you don't deliver. Because they'll give you a third of the money up front, but if you never deliver the product, they're not giving you another dime. However, they don't want to lose that third of the money up front just betting on people. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, even people that they know will deliver it, even if they're like, it's Guillermo del Toro, he still gets a percentage up front and gets a percentage when he delivers. Like, even he, even, even he has constraints. So, I mean, if you think about it that way, how sure must a company be before they're going to give you money? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Obviously, that changes when it's low budget. Like it's different. Like when it's when something's super low budget, then maybe they'll give you more up front. Like they'll give you half up front or two thirds up front or who knows. Uh, in some rare occasions, if they really trust you, they'll give you the whole thing up front. But your job is to make sure that they know that you can actually do that thing. Uh, so, so excuse me. I think I'm about to burp. It was a tiny burp. It's done now. But your job is to get them to know that you can do whatever process or project that you uh, say that you're going to do. And that really is either proof of concept, a proof of concept that works, uh, a track record that shows that you can do this type of thing, or partnering with somebody who has that type of background already. Sometimes if it's really low budget, they will just give you a chance. Like if it's, if it's really low budget, and and there's a lot of that right now. It's kind of like the Wild West out on the internet, where mm-hmm. like when something is when something is really low budget, like they might take a chance on you because you're funny or you or you've got a very funny Instagram or Twitter or something like that. And they they'll be like, uh, do uh, more of what you do, but just do it for us, and they'll give you a shot. But in most cases, you gotta have like proof that you can deliver, some sort of proof that you can deliver. So, uh, so number one being <laughs> Number one being communicate your idea. Number two being proof that you can deliver something. Wait, what did I say was number three? Uh, three was ooh. <laughs> trying to give them. No. If anybody out there, I'm trying to look through my notebook, but now I did not mark it. And so got to find it in my notebook. Okay. Finding it in my notes. Hold on a second. Number one was 
The number one thing you can do is you got to communicate your idea. Number two, you've got to convince them that you can deliver. Oh, and then number three is show them is to show them uh, what they get out of it, what their gain is. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. So. I mean, basically, these these three things together are if people generally like your idea they're going to say yes because people want to say yes and that's that's a part that we don't talk about a lot as far as like when you're trying to make deals with people they want to like if somebody runs a company they want you to spread their brand they want their brand to be bigger they they often have a budget for that specifically uh, or if you're talking to Showtime, they want hit shows. <laughs> if you're talking to, um, if you're talking to uh, Penguin Random House, they want a hit book. You, the the thing is, you just have to show them how what you're doing will give them whatever it is they want. And so, uh, one one way to start with that is the uh, the. For, for instance, showing them the demographic that your your piece is going to appeal to. That's something that you do already. You you know the demographics of who really picks up on your uh, social media. So that is a tool that you can use to book stuff. If you show them, hey, I've got this much of a following. I hit this group of people, which are within the people that you want anyway. Then why not like work with me and let's get this thing going? Mm-hmm. Um. Same thing with uh, same thing with uh, not just demographics, but with if you have a proven ability to say make something go viral, for instance, mm-hmm. like for me, I've done a couple of things that have gone viral, and then when people see that work that that they can see, I can consistently. Uh, at least make things that either people respond to positively and some of those things go viral. That is uh, something that I, a tool that I can take to my negotiating table and be like, hey, I've previously done these type of things that have gone viral. Or more specifically, even if you've got examples of work that you've done for similar (laughs) companies. Now, you may not have that far. Like if this is like your first deal that you're trying to lock down, really what, what it's about is then if you don't have something to show them that you've made, show them things that are similar to what you plan on making uh, for them and show them how those things have performed. Like uh, when I was pitching a, I was pitching a web series idea to a company, I showed them isolated videos that had similar qualities to what I was pitching them and showed them how well they performed and then talked to them about why they performed so well. Gotcha. And that was that was enough to push them over the top and then say that they wanted to work with me because I'd done all the other stuff. I communicated my idea. I uh, showed them that I could complete something. And then I also showed them this is the type of audience that you want. These are people who are already hitting the audience with things similar to what I'm making for you, but not as good. And so let's, let's do this. And then they were just like, yeah, let's do it. And so those are the three main things. And if you have questions about any of those three things that we just talked about, now's the best time to ask your question because we're going to end the show after this and go on to the next subject. Uh, But recapping, 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Recapping. Sign me you for that live. I think that's the title. Sign me up for that live. Oh. Which live? Oh, oh, for the budget. Yeah. We're definitely going to add that to our list of potential episodes. Oh, yeah. Sign me up for that live. I thought it was like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up for that live. Sign hey. me up. Sign me up for that live. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> you like what? I like that. That should be uh, the theme song for the show. Uh, oh, my gosh. The theme song for my uh, uh this thing you'll have to beep out my podcast called assholes and castles. <laughs> you know, the theme song for that is, uh, cause it's, it's like, a, it's my, it's my own RPG game, my own Dungeons and Dragons game. Oh, that game you work. Yeah. That's yeah. It's a, it's called assholes and castles, but our theme song is check that fucking door for traps. Check that fucking door for traps. Cause that's what you got to do in Dungeons and Dragons. All right. So you got to beep that out. Don't forget that. All right. So, <laughs> So let's recap. Recap. Uh, number one, make sure. <laughs> number one, make sure that you communicate your idea with either, uh, either like, and, and and tailor your communication to the person that you're trying to pitch to. So either it's a a, a great email. Uh, that's one way. Uh, it could be a one sheet, which is an overview of what you've done. Uh, an overview of the idea and maybe how it's going to be executed, the demographics. It could be a a deck. A deck is usually longer and goes more in depth. Sometimes de decks even have like uh, how it breaks down minute by minute for an episode of something. If it's a web series or uh, or case studies on the type of audience that, is, that it might hit, like a deck tries to answer all the questions that uh, that it can have and is usually several pages long. Uh, and then the third thing is to show them how they're going to get what they want out of the deal. Like you, you're going to show them that you're going to spread their brand's name. You're going to show them that you're going to uh, be a hit show and have uh, a lot of audience. Like whatever it is that they want from the deal or it's going to sell their product or whatever, you're going to show them how it's going to do that. And then if you can do those three things, you delete that barrier uh of them saying yes to you that's and that's what you want to do you want to make it very easy for people to say yes to you and the easiest way to make to get people to say yes to you is to make sure you take care of their biggest questions at the uh top so good luck everybody um and if you want to check us out uh whoa what what sorry it is a cat <laughs> get off there okay so if you if you want to uh, check us out, we are at uh, altartsacademy.com and Alt Arts Academy on all social media. You can also find us at the artsacademypodcast.com. There's so many .coms. One is the school, one is the podcast. Uh, and also every, every two weeks, we have a absolutely free workshop where we teach you something. The next workshop we're going to uh, teach is about how to write a vlog we did one on how to edit a vlog now we're going to do one on how to write a vlog uh <laughs> you can see uh that roxy is doing her mime over there Oops. great mime roxy thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about how to write and how to write a write a vlog uh and i think this is a really good class because when people ha want to 
create a vlog or a blog and they have to do like a whole bunch of them sometimes they have a hard time figuring out just like how they're going to keep writing things how they're going to come up with subjects and we're going to show you one easy ways to come up with subjects for writing vlogs and two an easy way to structure your vlog so that they're each unique but they're easy to produce all right so tune in for that everybody uh that is the end of uh this podcast episode you've been great thumbs up planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.